listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey y'all, I'm here today with Chelsea Kayan. She's the content creator behind Styled and Disturbed and Worthy. You may also know her from her podcast, Mom Mafia. So welcome, Chelsea. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm excited to chat today. So let's first dive into the this or that. So are you ready for it? I'm ready. Hit me with it. Okay. Yoga or bar? Ooh, I haven't done either in so long, but, <laughs> but I would have to say at this point in my life bar, cause I like to tone it and get it real yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and bar is the way to do it for sure. Totally. Oh my gosh. Get those legs shaking. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Wine or champagne? Champagne always. Yes. Always. Not even a thought. <laughs> same, same. I will be that person who is like, ordering the glass of champagne and everyone else is ordering a beer and I'm totally it's fine (laughs) no judgment I don't care zero judgment I like it I'm into it (laughs) Instagram posts or Instagram stories oh gosh um I do I feel like I do a lot more stories because I'm so I'm just all about the moment and Mm -hmm. uh yeah so I'd have to say stories Takeout or cooking? Well, I say takeout, but my husband says cooking. So, so I'll go with takeout because it's my choice. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of food that you take out? Um, we do well. Obviously, living in Southern California, we do a lot of Mexican. We do a lot yeah. of. There's like my favorite taco place. It's like literally around the corner, so that's the place that we frequent. But we can't Postmates it because they always mess it up. So we have to go there. But the line's always at least 20 minutes long. So. I mean, what's the name? What plate? What taco place is it? It's um, it's called Oscars. Okay. It's, um, yeah, they have a few of them in San Diego, and it's like they're the best tacos on the planet. Noted. I'm going to San Diego in August. Amazing. So. Yeah, now you know where to get a taco. Yeah, they're like popping up all over because they're so good. So yes, definitely, you have to try it. Perfect. And then the last one is leather jacket or denim jacket. Oh God, these are really good questions. I'm going to, I think my, my fallback is always denim, Yeah. but I have like a million leather jackets that I want to wear so desperately, but my fallback (laughs) is always denim. Love it. Love it. Okay. So let's transition now into talking about styled and disturbed. So let's go back to when this was just an idea. How did you decide to launch Styled and Disturbed? I know you also do personal styling. So did that come first or did the blog come first? So the the fashion, the style side of me always came first. Okay. But um, how the blog was actually originally called Annabelle's and Whistles because it was actually named after my first daughter. And that's how all of this came. I gave birth to my first um, and was sitting, you know, when you're a mom, a new mom with a newborn, you have a lot of time because they sleep a lot. So I was kind of just hanging around, didn't really know. I'm like, I need, I need something to 
you know, tantalize my, my, uh, creative side. And so that's actually, this was like four years ago. That's kind of when I started to dive into social media. And I realized that there was this whole other side to social media. It wasn't just random, you know, it wasn't just people posting pictures of stuff, their life and their, and their families. It was a business for people. It was, um, you know, it was bloggers, it was food foodies. It was all these people making a living out of social media. And so I was like, wow. So I, you know, I started to follow some, some really cool influencers and then it just kind of blossomed from there. And it was really a learning curve for me. I've made so many mistakes on the way because I've been teaching myself and just been learning myself. So, um, and, and now it's so great because there's so many resources out there. There's people teaching you how to blog. There's people teaching you social media. And, but I didn't really, I didn't know, I didn't have, I wasn't tapped into any of that stuff. So it was really just me kind of falling a bunch along the way, which is kind of a good thing, I think. Totally, totally. Because then you find what really works for you instead of kind of feeling the pressure to make someone else's strategy work for you and being like, why isn't it not working? Totally. Following their instructions. Because at the end of the day, it's not like a copy paste formula. Right. No, you kind of have to follow the beat of your own drum, which is, it's great and it's hard, but at the same time, but it definitely kind of makes you find your voice maybe a little bit clearer, but I feel like that's always changing anyway. Like in these like life patterns, these life shifts, everything changes. Like you get married, you have kids, all of this stuff changes who you are and, and kind of in turn really changes I don't, sometimes the voice of your brand, but not really. I mean, it's, it really depends on kind of who you are, but, um, I mean, I feel like I've changed so much in the last four years and staying true to who I am is like really the basis of, of my brand. So when it comes to these changes and you know, there's kind of like a shift of what's going on in your life. And you know that that means it's going to be reflected in your content. Do you ever get nervous about how you're going to make that transition to your audience? Or do you just know that your audience is along for the ride as long as you're being true to what's going on? I think that people follow me because they know who I am. And I I don't know if that necessarily is reflected in what's going on in my life. Like I'm just, for me, it's, I've always tried to stay exactly who I am, you know, whether that's me swearing, me falling, me, whatever I am. I try to really stay exactly who I am and I don't try to change for anybody. So I think that's hopefully, um, that resonates in, um, in the content that I create and that's what people can expect. Um, so regardless of what's happening, they just know that I'm going to be really true to myself. Yeah. I think that more and more people are starting to really notice the people who just are doing their own thing and the people who are trying to get successful by following the exact style and not just in terms of clothes, but like the exact type of Instagram photo, the exact type of content, all that. And people are just really starting to notice, okay, actually there's some really great content creators out there. And then there's a lot of people just trying to, you know, copy what they think it's working for someone else. And right. then they're not giving themselves permission to really be them. And it's so hard because there's so many incredible creators 
on social media and, and on their blog. So it's hard not to be, it's hard to draw that line between inspiration and copying. You know what yes. I mean? Because like I follow some of the most incredible people and they're so interesting and it's hard not to go, Oh my God, I love that image. I want to, I want to recreate that. And, but then like not copy it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like this very fine line. Yeah. So what for you is kind of the difference between copying and inspiration? How would you break it down to someone who is asking you, should I post this or not? I think it's exactly what you said. I think it's just intention. Like, are you, are you creating this because you want to get the exact amount of likes and the exact amount of, um, traffic to that post? Or are you creating it because you really love that image and that's something that you're inspired by? Or you want to go to that place because that set looks amazing and it's just for the experience. I think it's just the intention behind it really. Yeah. Totally. So when it comes to growing styled and disturbed, what can you say has been one of the key things that really allowed you to grow this audience that is really, you know, wanting to see what you're up to and they're actually a loyal and engaged audience? I think just keeping at it because I think it's really easy in this culture to want something really quickly. And like I, I will raise, you know, my followers will increase and then it'll dip down before I was a couple months ago. And that's really, it, it sucks, but that's legitimately how it is because a lot of people will follow because they want to follow back. And that's just whatever it is, what it is. But I think you just, I think with anything that's great, you just have to stay with it. There's people that have, you know, some of the, the OG bloggers that have been in it for eight to 10 years and they've just stuck with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's just what it is. I think that if you're passionate about it, then you just have to keep going with it. Absolutely. What advice do you have for someone who is maybe one year into blogging and they're feeling defeated? I mean, I think it really goes back to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you just have to keep, you have to keep your initial intention as to why you started it. Like, did you start it because you want to be Insta famous or did you start it because you really love creating beautiful images and cool content and seeing what's out there with new brands and all that? I mean, Mm -hmm. I just think it, it, again, it really goes back to intention, why you started it to begin with. Um, and I think that like, I don't really think you can look, um, when you, you know, cause it is such a saturated business, like especially the style end of it is super saturated. I wouldn't even look at that. I would just, I, I think if you're true to what you, what, why you started it to begin with, then people will follow and people will want to, because naturally people want to gravitate, gravitate towards people that are creating content that they love. Absolutely. And I also think it's so important to remember that, yes, it's saturated with people who are doing a lot of the same thing, but that just means that if you are really yourself, you're going to automatically stand out. Right. It's you just, just have what, to really take that and run with it. Right. And it's like, you kind of have to consider it white noise. Like you just have to yeah. pop out of the white noise yeah. and whatever and, that means. And if, if I think just staying true to yourself. Absolutely. So let's talk about worthy for a minute. So worthy is your travel site. So how did you get the idea for this? At what point into styled and disturbed were you like, it's time to, you know, dive into another brand. 
So worthy is like my passion project, but also like my okay. red, my redheaded stepchild because okay. like, it's, like this project is so exciting for me, but for some reason it's been so hard to kind of like take it off the ground for some reason for me, I think because like I started it and I did all of this, like I worked with the blogettes who like really helped me oh, yeah. shape, really helped me shape what this project was going to be. And I love them. They're like, if, if your listeners like need help with any kind of blogging project or any kind of brand concept. They're amazing. They're amazing mm-hmm. people, they but are. they know their stuff. So, um, anyway, so they, I did like a five month thing with them where they kind of helped me just kind of really hone in on what this project was going to be. And then I got pregnant and things got, you know, it's like life took over and I lo- I go on to it every day and I'm like, I need to do something with this. I need to do this with this. And I have this whole plan. And so, yeah, it's, it, it started because basically when I would travel, it, I would, I want to know the best places to go mm-hmm. and who better knows that than the influencers that live in that spot or, have, or have traveled there recently. And so I, I wanted a, I wanted a site where someone could go on it and get all of that great content in one spot instead of having to look up all the people and I go, Oh, okay. I know, you know, this influencer lives in Austin. I know this influencer lives in Seattle and they'll know the best place to go. I wanted that all in one spot and one beautifully curated spot. Mm, I love that. Oh my gosh. I mean, I spend so much time like I know. searching on Instagram, <laughs> like trying to go through everyone. Like, I know. Genius. So I know. I, so I, I mean, I feel like a lot of those, those great projects and those great ideas are built on out of, out of necessity, obviously, yeah. but out of something that that person really wanted. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted to stop making it so difficult to find the Insta worthy places to where I was going. So oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that. Oh, thanks. So when it comes to, you know, again, balancing the two brands, do you have to be like, okay, today I'm going to think about styled and disturbed because that's like, you know, that's really where most of your energy goes when it comes to your business or is it like all day you're thinking about both at the same time? How does that work? I, I think about everything at all at the same time. <laughs> so I think that's unfortunately why Worthy falls, you know, to the wayside because I have been working so long on Style and the Surf and I feel so comfortable with it that mm-hmm. the other projects I literally have to keep top of mind. But even though I love them and I'm so excited about them, Style and the Surf has been like, that's my first child and she's been with me for four years. So it's like, I kind of have to, I have to I have to try to keep the others top of mind. So like mom mafia, cause I was handling the social media for our plot, for our podcast. That was another thing that was like, um, uh, top, I had to keep top of mind for me because it's totally different content creation for those two sites than it would be for my personal stuff. So, cause it's other people's content. Right. Um, so it's just, it's kind of like a, I feel like a different side of my brain, even though it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so for growing your following, do you feel like you're going to be really tapping into your current audience and bringing them over or is it kind of starting from scratch in a way? I think it's similar. I think it's, uh, I think the people that follow me definitely would want to follow worthy, but I think that it's a whole other, I think it's, it's a whole other niche of people too, because I think it's people that wouldn't necessarily follow a style blogger. It may just it may be travel people, maybe foodie people. I think it really encompasses a lot of different types of people. It's not necessarily people just looking for fashion. 
Totally, totally. So when it comes to your approach for, you know, getting visible when it comes to worthy, what would you say you're going to approach similarly to styled and disturbed and what you might be doing differently? Oh, good question. Um, (laughs) you know, I don't even really know how to answer that because I'm like, I've been so in my own world with style disturbed and the podcast that like, I haven't really thought about my approach specifically for worthy, but I think that like, I, I think that I'm going to have to brand it more consistently than maybe I have styled and disturbed because, um, it is other people's content. So, so creating that on one feed and creating that on a blog, it takes a very specific eye to figure out how to make it all work. So branding in a cohesive way is going to be a little bit more difficult. So I think that's where I'm really going to have to change it on that end is, you know, thinking about branding a little bit more in regards to that. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I also think that it's totally awesome that you are just so just open and like, this is really how it's going on right now because I think a lot of people see people launch something and think that that person has all the answers like, and they know exactly what they're doing today when it comes to it. And it's just the perfect launch. And I think you're really giving people the permission right now to be like, okay, it's okay that I have this passion that I'm about to put out there. And I don't necessarily have every single thing mapped out. Right. (laughs) Which I don't, I think that's life though. but But if you think about it, like you see like someone launch something on Instagram and you're like, wow, why was that so easy for them? Right. And they don't see any of like the BTS where it's, you're pulling your hair out and not knowing how to go forward. Which is like 99% of the whole thing. Totally. (laughs) Even after it's launched. (laughs) That's the funny thing about Instagram. It's like you create all of these amazing images and you think these people have these incredible lives and they have no problems. (laughs) But like at the end of the day, they're people and you have, and it's so great. I think it's so awesome when an influencer comes out and says, I've battled with anxiety. I've battled with, I've battled with body dysmorphia. I've battled with whatever. Um, that resonates with people so much because they just want to know that they're like them and they are celebrities, influencers. They're all like us because they're people at the end of the day, you know? Exactly. It's so true. And, you know, and they're doing something that's, it's a very brave thing to do to really be totally honest, totally on that kind of scale. Because I know even for myself, sometimes I struggle to like really be open about things on Instagram and I don't even have that big of a following, but you know, it's like every day is kind of a lesson in vulnerability, whether that means it's through social media or even with, you know, your family. Yeah. 100%. It's a, it's a hard thing to be honest, you know, about who you Mm -hmm. are because you don't know how it's going to be received. Exactly. A hundred percent. But I mean, every time you do it, it becomes a little bit easier. Totally. Yeah. And I think that the positive stuff that you get back from that is, is exactly what you'll, you'll be thankful for why you did it in the first place. Yeah. I, I never regretted anything where I've been really open on Instagram. I never regretted doing that. Totally. So when it comes to the lessons that you've learned from your four years in Styled and Disturbed, what lessons 
there are you going to apply to Worthy? Your questions are like amazing. <laughs> They're so good. Um, you know, I actually kind of already did that to begin with. So uh, when I started Style and Disturbed, again, it was just this pathway. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was kind of something I figured out on the way, looking at other people, getting inspiration from other people. This time with Worthy, what I did up front was that I got the help that I needed. I said, this is a really big mm-hmm. project. I want to launch it so that it's credible and it looks amazing and it's exactly what I want. And so that's why I reached out to the blogettes because that's what they do for a living. And I said, mm-hmm. I want the best of the best to help me with this. And I'm not too proud to ask for help because I know I can't do it on my own. I have two kids. Like, it, I'm trying to grapple with life and figuring out these projects is really hard. Hence why Worthy has gone on the back burner for so long. So, um, I asked them for help because I knew that like, I didn't want to make the same small little hiccups that I did with style and disturbed. I wanted to launch it exactly how I would see it in a couple years. Do you know what I mean? I wanted, Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be beautiful, incredible and, and a real hub for people to use as a resource. I love that. I think it is so important to not be too prideful to ask for help. 100%. In anything in life. And I think that like, I think that goes the same for reaching out to, to other influencers. Like I try mm-hmm. to make a network with other influencers and some people, and some people don't write back to me. I'm like, all right, it's all good. <laughs> but some people like I've created some really strong friendships with people. Um, and they, because I'm inspired by them and, and I love what they're doing. And, um, yeah, I would never, I would never ever not reach out to somebody, you know, because I think that like, you don't know what the, what kind of connection you can make with them. Absolutely. And I think that ties back to what you were saying where you were like, influencers are just people, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, like why decide like you can't reach out to this person? Like, you know, it's like these fake rules that we kind of make up in our head. And I think the people that will reach out back out are the ones that you want to stick with. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah. I think that there's like, there's some amazing, like really big influencers that literally engage with all of their audience. And those are people that you're like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that I want to get behind because I know that they're creating a community, an intentional community and not just creating it for the gram. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I, I don't know. It really shows like these people are getting so many DMS a day. Totally. And half of them, I'm sure, are, like, the biggest waste of their time. So the fact (laughs) that they're still, like, going into there and, like, answering questions and taking the time to do that, it really does say a lot about a person. 100%. It Absolutely. Like, you just know that how the DMs are just... Like, bizarre. Because if I'm getting them, then exactly. I love like the men that reach out. I'm like, dude, do you not see my feed? I am married. Like, no, thank you. It's so awful. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, okay. My friend got one the other day. This dude asking to be her pen pal. Oh, (laughs) I don't know what to think about that. (laughs) That's kind of sweet. I don't know to laugh. It's so like 1985. I kind of like it. That's really funny. Yeah, but the things out there, entertaining. (laughs) Okay, so. 
Here's a question that you're the first person that I'm asking on my podcast. Yes. So are you ready for it? I'm so ready for it. Give it to me. IGTV thoughts, comments, concerns. You know, it's so funny. I knew this was going to come up. I don't know why. So I haven't, I haven't created an IGTV like episode yet. I want to, but I'm so boring right now that like nothing is entertaining. So, so I, I, I honestly, obviously it's to be competitive with YouTube. So I totally get yeah. that. I just, yeah. I, I, like, am I supposed to say, am I into it or not into it? What well, just, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, you can for say me, for me, it. it's I, like, I don't know if I'm into it. either. I, I don't know. I, for me, it's like, Oh God, something else I have to watch. Yeah, that's how I, I have I felt. no idea how I'm going to fit all this in. But I mean, it's cool. Cause it's just another platform, but it can get so overwhelming where I'm just like, Oh, like, so how I saw it was that we were, what was on it. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Oh my God, another platform. I can't keep <laughs> up, but it is kind of exciting. Cause it's like, you get to dive in a little bit more to, cause if you don't frequent YouTube, what there's like other than my four year old, like I don't, <laughs> I don't go on there a ton. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have like everything all in one space. I would say that. So Instagram is really trying to take over the world. So I think yeah. it kind of makes sense that they would create a platform on Instagram for longer content. It makes sense to me. Um, yeah. From their standpoint, totally like hands down makes sense. I do. I use YouTube as a search engine, right? Like, how do I put right. this back together? Like tutorials. <laughs> thing, but so I wonder like if Instagram is working behind the scenes on like improving their search functionalities because oh, okay. I do think that there's room for improvement when it comes to searching for something on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, IGTV, I don't know. I feel like I need to play with it because Me too. I don't want to be like late to the party. I know. In, I in case like- <laughs> it becomes like the best thing ever. <laughs> I just don't know where I'm going to have like 10 minutes to watch someone's video, but like, I'll go for like, thing. I'll go for like a minute and then like I'm done. But I think that that's what they've created. Like if we would, we didn't have ADD already. Like now it's yeah. like, okay, I can't I don't have time for this at all. <laughs> right. Well, because yeah, someone was saying like, it's going to be great. You can watch a 20 minute video without leaving the app. And I'm like, I usually open Instagram when I'm like waiting in line or (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I need boundaries. (laughs) Well, or I don't even have my headphones with me. Oh yeah. And other people are watching your stories. (laughs) Are we all just going to (laughs) be, I know that would be my fear that we're just all going to be buried into Instagram, but Cause I am definitely, you need to get off it. You need to make personal connections with people, but, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I think, yeah, it's super new. Like, I think we're definitely going to have to see what happens, but I mean, I'm, I definitely want to try it out because I I love all that news. I want to try it all out and like figure it and see it and whatever. But, um, yeah, the, the jury's still out. Yeah. Okay. I, so I used to be such an early adopter. I was the first person in my high school class to have a Facebook <laughs> and my friends were like, this is weird. What are you doing? <laughs> like I have always been obsessed with early adopting technology until maybe two years ago. And I don't know what happened. And all of a sudden I was like, I don't know how to work my iPhone anymore. I'm going to update it. I don't know what, where all this just like hit me. It's like I turned 85. Yeah. Really fast. 100%. Yeah. I think you have to, you have to stay on top of it in order to not like 
If you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> you totally do. It's like, <laughs> you totally do. It's so, so true. So when it comes to Instagram, one thing that when we were talking about boundaries and IGTV, what are some boundaries that you have in place so that you don't spend too much time on Instagram considering Instagram is part of your job? Yeah. So what are those boundaries for you? I thought really the only rule that I try to, to, um, adhere to is I try not to be on it with my kids. Like I try mm-hmm. to not do it while I'm around my kids. Do I make slip ups? 100%. I'm totally yeah. human. And, um, I don't get notifications. That's a huge thing. I can't, oh have no, gosh, yeah. I, I no can't way. do that. No if way. I, if I did that, I would be on it all day. So I really, the only rule is that I'm, I don't, I'm not on social media around my kids. And again, do I fall, you know, in that hole where I definitely am 100%, but that's like, that's my intention is to not be around it. Um, yeah. my kids. Do people actually have Instagram notifications turned on? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I've seen it on a like pop up on a few friends' phones and stuff. I'm like, oh, I used to, and I did, I used to, and then it got so overwhelming and I couldn't anymore. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Well, because there was that phase, I don't know if it was like two years ago and everyone was like, okay, make sure you turn notifications on, make sure you turn them on. And then that kind of died off. Yeah, because everyone was like, I cannot have this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have this telling me everything about everything about all times of the day. Yeah, I have. The only thing I have notification wise is from Facebook for birthday announcements because yeah. I will forget everybody's birthday. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I still I, forget people's birthday and it comes up on my phone. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It'll be like 1130 at night. And I'm like, I'm just going to check Facebook real quick before going to bed. And it's like my good friend's birthday. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> it's 1130. 30 more minutes. Yes. But yeah, without that, I don't, I don't know how people did it. No. Calendars, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I have no idea. Also though. I remember, I don't know about you, like in middle school and elementary school, you would like know everyone's birthdays in your class. You'd know like the person who like sat two seats over from you's birthday. I feel like because we weren't fried by by cell phones, our brains don't work anymore. I know mine doesn't. (laughs) That's probably true because (laughs) like, and I still like, I can think of like a random person who I haven't seen in 18 years, but I remember their birthdays on (laughs) August 22nd. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I remember like old boyfriends. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's about it because you had to. Like that was like phone oh, numbers. Yeah. Oh God. Like that was part of the relationship. You had to know those things and they're like burned into your brain. I know. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. So let's dive into the lifestyle part of this. So I want to hear what did your morning routine look like today? Oh my God. It was. It was a, it was a storm. I don't want to say it was an S H I T storm. Um, no, usually like I wake up super early. I wake up around six to get my girls and then we hang out at the house. This morning we had to go to the chiropractor, um, about 20 minutes away. And then we hung out at my mom's house and then came here. Like it's all about when you're a mom, it's all about closing the gap of time. So like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do today so that I don't have to sit around the house? So like, you have to always have something going on so that it's yeah. not monotonous. Cause I'm a stay at home. I'm home all day. So like mm-hmm. you have to figure out activities throughout the whole day and have the whole day planned out. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, one of my best friends has a two. Oh, I, no, he just turned three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully you know his birthday. <laughs> well, it was on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, she, so she is very much like, I have this plan, this plan, yes. this plan, and we are at home for maybe 30 minutes today, yes. and we are just moving and grooving, because if not, <laughs> that's, you'll be rocking yourself in the corner crying. You have to yeah. be, you have to be out doing something. It's, that's like a mom hack. Yeah, <laughs> Always plan something. I love that. Um, so when it comes to the morning routine question, I love how you were like, well, actually this morning was like this because what the question used to be was, what is your morning routine? And then people would be like, well, I get up at 6 a.m. and then I do this. And I'm like, you didn't do that today. <laughs> the only, the only routine I have is that I get up and feed my girls breakfast. The rest is just, it's God's work. I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> and then what is your favorite lifestyle hack? Um, my favorite lifestyle hack. I, I'm, I'm all about green beauty. So anywhere you can infuse essential oils, um, mm. into your, like face routine, I'm into it. Always wash your face. And that's like a hack for everything. You always wash your face after uh, a day, because I guess if you don't wash your face before you go to bed, it adds 13 days of, um, age to your face. What? Yes. And you will always wash your face (gasps) now that you know that (laughs) 13 days, 13 day, add that up for all the days in college when you didn't wash your face after you came home. Or the four years after. (laughs) Or the four years after. Whichever one was the worst. Yeah. That once I was told, I was told that by someone, I will, I I will always, at least the very least, I will use a makeup wipe. That's like, yeah. yeah. Holy crap. I know. You're welcome. (laughs) Mind blown. Mind blown. (laughs) Okay. So what essential oils do you love to use for your face? So I have, so doTERRA has a blend that's specifically for like, your wrinkles. Um, Oh, which one it's called, Oh, of course I don't remember. This is mom brain. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I it's, I'm That's blanking, okay. but the, it's their That's only okay. blend for your, it's the, it's the one blend for your, for age, for your face. Okay. Um, I'm Googling the Tara wrinkles. Yeah. Oh, it'll come so. up. Yeah. I can't remember the name. It's literally upstairs, but, um, yeah. So any kind of natural, um, I love honest company for, they have re- really amazing face wipes, uh, which I use like every day and then doTERRA for their blends on your face. Also the modern, um, uh, the modern motherhood that she's a local company for us. It's in okay. Vista. Um, and she does really amazing, uh, face oils too. And that's another thing is washing your face at night with an oil based, um, like an oil cleanser and, uh, Mal, uh, Malin and Getz or Getz. Was it Malin and Getz? <laughs> I, can't I can't remember this stuff. It's too much for my tiny little brain. Um, Malin and Getz, I believe it is. Okay. They do a really amazing clean oil cleanser too. I'm all about oils. The more oil, you can put on your face the better because there is a misnomer about oils and clogging pores it actually helps and uh it's anti-acne and anti-aging so i'm all about the oils oh i love that okay because here's the thing i hate washing my face i wash my face but i hate it because depending on the cleanser 
all of a sudden it feels like it just strips everything away. And then my face is like just super right. tight. Right. So the oil though, that like keeps, this is me trying to interpret it. Yeah. Interpret beauty. Yes. It keeps <laughs> like your natural oils, like doing what they're supposed to be doing. It doesn't like, it keeps your, yeah, it keeps your skin basically like lubricated and stretchy. Right. Like it, right. the more moisture you can add to your face, always the better. the better. Because it's like, if like, here's my example. When you get pregnant, you always want to keep your belly oiled up and lubed up and lotioned up because that stretching of the skin, you want to have that elasticity. And so to recreate that, the best way to do it is oils. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, so more moisture, 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 moisture. Okay. Good to know. I'm, so I'm 28. So I'm starting to dive into this. Okay, let me start treating my face better. Yes, early and starting early is key for sure. I was getting my makeup done the other day and the makeup artist was like, your under eyes are really dry. I was like, you're like, is that a thing? Uh, (laughs) I didn't know that was a place that could be dry, but all right. She was like, yes, it's time to change, (laughs) change whatever you're using on your under eyes. And I'm like, if anything, okay. yeah. <laughs> you're so right. I, so I totally need to change it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, where can everyone find you, Chelsea? Um, so you can find me on my website, styledanddisturbed.com. And then my uh, Instagram handle is styled underscore disturbed. Facebook styled and disturbed as well. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Chelsea, for thank joining you. today. Love this was it. so much fun. Yeah, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast. 